from the CDE Foundation. This is Lunch Bites. Hi, everyone. I'm Glennon Stratton. And I'm Karen Warner. Welcome to Lunch Bites. Here on Lunch Bites, we talk with educators about innovative practices, resources, and practical solutions to benefit our students and our greater education community. Today, Glennon and I are excited to talk with our guest as we explore the intersection of sports and STEAM. We welcome Sophie Navarro, Senior Manager of San Francisco 49ers EDU, and Sarah Jen, the Lead Educator of San Francisco 49ers EDU. Welcome to you both. Thank you for having us. You know, I'd like to kick this off with the question that's really top of my mind. I'm wondering, what do you do for the San Francisco 49ers EDU? Can I start with you, Sophie? Yes, so San Francisco 49ers have a whole department dedicated to all the community impact endeavors as it relates to education. We specifically focus on STEAM education, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, which we are all here for with the STEAM Symposium and really started in 2014 with the opening of Levi Stadium where we were able to build a field trip program alongside the opening of the 49ers Museum and the stadium and really understand how the building was built and build the curriculum around the space, which is a great benefit to us. With that, a bunch of other initiatives came about like our um, teacher professional development and we have grant programs and a whole suite of curriculum that we offer through that. And Like I'd mentioned before, our flagship program is our field trip program, and I'll let Sarah kind of explain what that field trip program looks like. Yeah, so typically we would welcome students throughout the Bay Area to the stadium, and it's a full-day program, and the students get to explore the museum to learn about the history of the 49ers and San Francisco, the city. They'll explore the stadium to see how those STEAM subjects apply to building the stadium and making it the way that it is and how special Levi Stadium is. They'll go through some a workout drill, some move, our movement labs to get them moving and to see maybe some of the things that math can apply to the drills, like statistics. And then they'll do an in-class program where they'll get some background information, maybe about the technology that goes into the helmets or the football or the forces used in football. And then they'll participate in hands-on activities to see how all those applies to them and kind of engage the students. Oh, that's really awesome, Sarah. I imagine the students do get very engaged. I'm just wondering, as the lead educator, what do you see as putting sports with STEAM? How is that engaging the students? I think for sports, it's something that everybody likes like kids are into it they think it's just kind of a fun game their parents get into it you get all these people involved into it and then they kind of start to realize that there is more to it than just kicking the ball throwing the ball you know there's other things that apply to it such as engineers who built the stadium you have our analysts who go through the statistics and why they choose certain players or even the development of a helmet sometimes kids are in shock when they see what the first helmet of football used to be was a leather helmet to the way it is now. It's eye-opening for the kids to see it more than just what they see on TV playing the game. So 
Why is it that this kind of programming is so important? Sophie, what is it that really is resonating with you with this type of programming? So to build off of what Sarah was saying in terms of why sports and why is it important? Because I think those really go hand in hand. And I think it really brings this cultural relevance to learning for students, being able to connect science and all of these different subjects to something that they love or at least are familiar with because we know that not all kids are football fans or not all kids understand the game of football, but they have some type of connection to it, whether that is it being a Bay Area team or hearing, like Sarah said, their parents talk about it, maybe seeing kids at school wearing the jersey or seeing it on TV through a commercial or other places and understanding that just sports in general are an amazing way to really engage people, not only just the kids, but the parents and the teachers, because they tend to be fans too, and lean in towards those materials and understand that that is a common ground across disciplines, right? And across different age grades and groups. And I think this programming is really important because it validates education in a way that a role model would in other sense, like if you can see her, you can be her. And seeing that the team is pushing these initiatives and is supporting STEM education is very impressionable for students. Mm -hmm. And having us as this mecca of or this hub of education, especially that experience of going to the stadium when we could, is very important for the kids to just have that experience outside of the classroom and then be able to connect it to other things outside of their classroom. So they say, oh, this applies to football or this applies to my field trip. Where else can I apply these disciplines to and really bring that all back? And I don't know if that makes sense, but that big umbrella of just seeing the team and seeing it support education and understanding how important it is and then having the context of applying STEAM to something other than what they're learning in the classroom. I mean, I think it does. It makes so much sense when you think about in order to get kids to open their minds to learning, they have to already be interested. This sounds very engaging and the field trips sound amazing. And that brings me to the question of, okay, we've been all having to shift because of the pandemic. What has changed for you? I think we could all say everything's kind of changed, whether that be in your personal, professional, educational life, as we've all seen. And I think the most important thing to know is that our programming or our flagship program is in-person programming. And we are no longer being able to meet in public spaces together. Students are at um, distance learning and like I'd mentioned before, one of the biggest straws was that experience of walking into the stadium and having the students feel special and connected and then opening them up to that educational experience. So taking away that is obviously 
huge in terms of the impact that we make, but also very hard on everyone, whether that is just having something to look forward to, because that also breaks up your school year. Field trips are definitely something that kids look forward to, even when they're going to school, and even more now that we are all at home trying to do our best. So Sarah, I'm wondering with your role, how has it changed for you having to go to distance learning? For the most part, usually kids come to our program and they get to, you know, use the materials that we have. So now it's transitioning to for like some of our projects or hands-on projects, like how can kids still learn physics or science and stuff like that using materials that they could find throughout the house, keeping it basic, keeping it simple so that everybody can do it no matter where they are. Right. And it sounds like it's still very engaging. It's just they're having to do it without being in person at this time. I'm really excited to hear more about your programming, but let's take a quick break. Have you signed up for the California STEAM Symposium yet? Mark your calendars for December 11th through 13th and join us for this year's virtual event. Hundreds of peer-led breakouts will highlight strategies and innovations that work for all students in every learning environment. Visit steamcalifornia.org for more info. Hi everyone. I'm really excited to be here with Sophie Navarro and Sarah Jin of 49ers EDU. And prior to the break, we were starting to discuss some of the shifts that you all have made to your programming as a result of the current pandemic. And I'm really curious to hear and learn more about your digital playbook. Would one of you like to tell us and give the audience a preview of what the digital playbook is? Yeah, so our digital playbook, originally it was a hard copy version that we would hand out during our field trips. So we translated that into a digital version that you can find online. And then teachers are able to pick out pages and link them to their lesson plans. But translating that so that kids can experience in a way being at the stadium or learning about the 49ers and STEAM at home. So it's kind of like a asynchronous field trip. Excellent. And we did a Lunch Bites webinar that featured this. I thought one of the things that was really interesting to me about the digital playbook were twofold. One, the playbook itself is interactive. So it is interactive for students to engage and select answers to questions and fill in different components of it. And two was the particular emphasis on the engineering and design cycle. And I'd be curious as to why is that important to you all? And how are you continuing to leverage the engineering and design cycle in our current climate? So I would say most of our most popular curriculum is around engineering and the engineering and design process, partly because for two reasons. One, it being a little bit more intimidating for teachers who don't have that experience in STEAM or STEM to teach it and finding ways to engage their students in that way. And the second one, it's the most interactive and hands-on in person. And I think that really translates into the digital space in the sense that there's a lot of thinking and design in the engineering design process. Go figure, right? But 
it gives us the opportunity to really break down what that means and how one experiences it, especially now that everyone is in this distant space in their own vertical, right? So we really lean heavy on the sense that we really want to bring in that tactile experience and have it be infused in all the different parts of STEAM because it's very important in the way that students process and then again connect back into all these different subjects the way that we ask them to connect football into STEAM. And obviously we don't have all of the manipulatives that we would if we were on the field trip or in their classrooms. So using ordinary items within their house also makes them rethink the way that STEAM works and how it connects in different ways. And they're viewing things around their house in a different perspective, like a rubber band or foil or even just paper and different ways that you can manipulate these items and create something. That's excellent. And, you know, to bring it to life in, in a real life example that we tested during our webinar was designing and creating a field goal post. And we had a four minute design challenge around that. And that was the most engaging part of the whole webinar and learning experience was to be able to step away from your computer for a second and focus on doing something with your hands. And it really brings the learning to life. One thing I'm really interested in with both of you, you are both females of color. You both work at the 49ers, which is a male sport and a male-dominated industry. And also, the STEAM fields are known for lacking representation of females in the industries. What recommendations do you have for being more inclusive? And specifically, how are you engaging more females in your programming? That's a very layered question. I'm just going to speak from the heart and then kind of see how those get answered in that way. So I think from my personal perspective, obviously we know that STEAM STEM has come to light in the past, what, eight, 10 years as being more popular, being taught in classrooms and whatnot, and not necessarily when I was growing up, something that really was focused on and understanding that dynamic and being introduced to that content in this way as an adult is also a mind shift specifically one being a woman and two being a person of color. I identify Latinx. My mom and my dad are both immigrants from Mexico. So I'm first generation born here and viewing that through that lens. We are a big family of educators. My mom's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. My brother just went through the credential program. I'm here in this education space and my dad worked as a blue collar worker on the assembly line. And just growing up in that family dynamic, understanding like my mom was the teacher that was put on a pedestal, right? She went to school, she got her degree, now she teaches. And my dad was always just working, but not understanding that that was a very technical job that he worked. He worked first at Spring Air with these heavy machineries making mattresses, and then that closed down and then he started working at Gillig, which manufactures big buses here in Hayward. And he worked on the air brakes and how important that job was and how technical and steam focused it was, was 
a big realization that I had made as an adult, just because even my parents didn't view themselves in that way, right? And how important it is. So I bring that perspective into what we do. And I think that's very important for me to verbalize to the kids too, especially talking to low socioeconomic students that have parents in all these different fields that don't technically scream STEAM or STEM, but are STEAM STEM jobs. And I feel like understanding that is very important in the way that you deliver and relate to them. So I feel like that is important and kind of brings all of that together, especially when it comes to vocational and technical jobs. And working with that dynamic in STEAM and STEM and how we actively try to even include women or girls I think we all have, and Sarah might speak to this differently, but we all have different approaches. And I feel football tends to be very male dominated. It's very popular. One, not only in the industry, but just as a sport, obviously all men as of right now play in football in the NFL. And I said, as of right now, because we never know. And hopefully, as I know that we talked about offline, we have a lot more women being included in these spaces. But for me, it's making sure that we're not changing the game or trying to make it more girl-centric, but inviting them into those spaces as it is, knowing that it's okay to enjoy these things and being included in that space. So again, I said that's a very layered of response. So even just me and Sarah being representatives, wearing the logo, working as a 49er, speaks volumes in itself without changing the landscape of what we're doing or the way that we're teaching. And obviously, as any teacher would do, is making sure that all the voices are being heard or being called on and highlighted as we're going through these programs. Even if someone isn't speaking doesn't mean that they're not actively engaged, right? Especially when it comes to spaces they feel uncomfortable in or they don't feel like they belong. And it's our job as educators to bring them in, whether they want to speak up or just be present. I really love that approach and this idea of being welcoming of everyone at their various entry points is hugely critical. I wanted to give Sarah the opportunity to respond and share, but Sophie, thank you so much for sharing your story and it really speaks volumes about you and and what you're doing. Sarah, Do you have tips and recommendations or want to share about how organizations and industries can be more inclusive of females and in particular females of color? For me, representation matters. So it's highlighting those people of color or women just more so so that young kids or females can see themselves in those roles with who they see. So for me, as an Asian American, you kind of grow up with the structure of thinking that you're supposed to be doctors, you're supposed to work in business and companies. And all those can still apply to sports. Like if you were a trainer or the doctor of the team, it's the same as working in a hospital. It's the same level and it still can be respected in the same way. So for Asian families, you don't have to be one that works in a hospital, but you can work still in the science field and something that you enjoy into the sport. Or you don't have to work at a Fortune 500 company, but still run a big team kind of change that stereotype and to change the way you see things, you know, so it's not always going to be 
the football player that's going to be the president or the GM of the team. It could be somebody else. So just being able to see other people and to highlight them and to show kids that you don't have to follow the same path that was supposed to be designed for you. You can take a different path. You can change that path. That's such a strong message, Sarah, that you get to chart your own path and, and encouraging students to look to chart their own path is the foundation that we want to set. It's scary. It's new. It's different when there isn't a clear roadmap for you, right? But giving people the courage and letting them know it's okay that if you want to pursue something that's important to you, pursue it and you will be able to chart your own path. And it's clear that the landscapes are changing in this time. And, and that's really exciting. The STEAM symposiums right around the corner. I know 49ers EDU is planning to be there and they're presenting a little bit. Sophie, do you want to give a quick preview as to what you all are up to uh, December 11th through 13th? Yeah, we're very excited to be presenting two different sessions at the STEAM Symposium and with a few more opportunities for you all to interact with our 49ers prep team as well with some brain breaks and physical education activities. So 49ers EU will be hosting two sessions, one around our partnership with Chevron and the Silicon Valley Education Foundation and what we call our SLI students. And the second would be specifically around our digital playbook and how we have pivoted in this virtual space as we're all navigating distance learning. That sounds amazing. I would highly encourage people to go check out those sessions. They're gonna be really engaging and really fun. The Lunch Bites webinar was a great preview of that. I will also say that the 49ers prep team, they're leading a few well-being sessions that will be focused on movement and physical activity and supporting everyone's well-being. So definitely check those out as well when you need a brain break or a stretch break or just need to get the heart pumping a little bit. Uh, they'll be able to help with that. To close out, we have three questions that we like to ask all of our guests. And to start, I will ask Sarah, what are your hopes for students? I think my hopes for students is that they find what they like or what they enjoy and kind of see what path they can take with that into their career. So it doesn't feel like it has to be strictly like, I want to be a doctor and this is what I'm going to do is go to the hospital. Take what you like and it can combine two things. It can combine science and sports. It can combine science and arts. How can you take things that you like and things seem opposite, but take it with you and build your own path with it. So Sophie, where do you go for inspiration? Wow, I feel like very core to what 49ers EDU is and how we view STEAM STEM. Inspiration is everywhere, STEAM is everywhere. I feel that it is not only seeing STEAM applied in different disciplines, but talking to my nieces and my nephews and my sisters around their experiences with their kids and watching them grow. I think it's a very important lens for me because it's easier to kind of observe when you're not the parent. Same way that when you go on a field trip, it's easier to monitor someone else's classes and notice how the students are interacting with curriculum versus monitoring your own class. So I get a lot of inspiration through them. And a lot of it is having conversations 
with my sister who works with English language learners and the way that they interact with the curriculum, having conversations with my mom around her experiences teaching and my brother going through the credential program. So I'm very lucky in that sense that I can grab inspiration from my family specifically and all of their different experiences as a past educator, a current educator, and up and coming educator. And again, being in that fishbowl. And then just social media is huge and finding the pockets. Right now, TikTok. I'm going to tell you, TikTok is a wealth of inspiration, especially when it comes to how to engage students in an interactive way and how you can apply some of these fun, trendy experiences and put it into an educational context. I love that. And I just have to add, because he's so great at it, we have Darian Nguyen, who will be joining us and doing a keynote. And he specifically uses TikTok to share science experiments and science learning opportunities. So that's such a natural fit. Our final question is for you, Sarah. What is the one thing you want our audience to take away from today's conversation? I think with distance learning, everything is a challenge. Everything's hard. Everything is new. But to kind of get creative with it, there's no written book or instructions on how to do distance learning. So you can take it however you want. You can break the norm of what you would normally teach in the classroom, but change things up. Take it how you will. Go with it. Fly. I love that. Let's all fly into 2021. We look forward to seeing you at the STEAM Symposium in a few days. And thank you so much for being with us here on Lunch Bites podcast. It was such a pleasure. And we look forward to seeing you all again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Remember to join us for the Virtual California STEAM Symposium, December 11th through 13th. Visit steamcalifornia.org for more info. Lunch Bites is produced by the Californians Dedicated to Education Foundation. Our executive producer is Allison Peter. Our editor is Darina K. Guerrero. All of the recordings and resources mentioned during today's discussion can be found on steamcalifornia.org.